I'm Cynthia Farrell, owner and principal of 110 West Group. I work with leaders to ensure they have the organizational talent and culture they need to achieve legendary business results and establish a positive leadership legacy. I'm passionate about developing what I refer to as legacy leaders, those who lead with a balance and blend of strategy, authenticity, pragmatism, and compassion. In most of the episodes of this podcast, I'll share conversations I've had with leaders who have found that balance, who have made and will continue to make an incredible impact on the companies they work for and the colleagues, employees, and customers they work with. They are true legacy leaders. In some episodes, I'll dive into a concept around legacy leadership and share my thinking, experience, and stories. I am a storyteller after all, and a legacy leader in my own right. If you know of a fantastic leader that I should speak to, or a legacy leadership concept you'd like to hear more about, please head to the Contact Me page on my website, 110westgroup.com, and drop me a note. That's 110westgroup.com. Welcome to This Is How We Lead, Conversations with Legacy Leaders. This episode continues the Leading in Crisis series of this podcast, where I'm talking to legacy leaders about how they're leading their teams in our current reality. That reality is leading during a pandemic, something probably none of us have experience with. For more information on this series, I recommend listening to the first episode of this podcast if you haven't already. On this episode of This Is How We Lead, I'm speaking with Jessica Whitney, who is the co-owner of Zoe Productions, which is an experiential marketing and event production company out of the LA area. I'm really excited to have Jessica on today, especially knowing how the event industry has been impacted by COVID. So Jessica, thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Starting off with asking you how you're doing today. I know you and your company are going through quite a bit. Thank you. Yes. To be honest, I think I'm doing as well as can be, certainly, and I'm safe and at home with a family that I love, which is the key important part of of every day right now. Really, it's less of a how am I doing today? I think sometimes it's how are we doing this hour? (laughs) And uh, it changes truly hour to hour. But on a day like today, uh, with so much going on in the world, I'm trying to be calm and and present as, as well as can be. Can you tell me a little bit about, tell our listeners a little bit about your company and what the past couple of months have looked like for you? We are, um, as you mentioned, an experiential and an event production company. A lot of folks in the experiential marketing world cross over into several layers of marketing, whether it be more traditional or digital social media. Our company solely 100% focuses on what it means to bring people together and creating an environment to bring people together to tell a story, to deliver a brand message, you know, whatever that looks like. So as as the last couple months have unfolded, the dominoes fell quite quickly at the beginning of all of this. There was really no slow transition or or ease into the stop. It, It stopped quite immediately, pretty early into March for us. Right now, we are uh, in the process of focusing on on looking in the future. And the last couple of months, frankly, have been a a whirlwind of 
response uh, into what's been going on on a, on a weekly basis. It started out trying to determine, hey, listen, if all of our events are being postponed until later in the year, what can we be doing right now with the skills and the talented people that we have to help? As the crisis deepened, it really turned into a response of realizing that our company and our team was at risk and trying to focus our energies on on saving the company and anything that we could be doing to keep us afloat. And then it's continued to transition into now that there is the potential for altered gatherings as the world starts to open back up again is really look at what that means for us, for our clients, trying to be a support for our clients and try to keep on looking as far into the future as we can without, of course, like everybody else, having a crystal ball (laughs) to know what that's going to look like. So what are some of the things that you've been doing to lead your team during this period, knowing that you're in this incredible time of ambiguity and not knowing when things are going to shift? I think that the first priority for all of us is to treat our team to lead our team from a a starting point as human beings. One of the reasons I'm most proud of Zoe is that we've always felt like a family. We call ourselves sometimes a traveling circus or cosmopolitan gypsies. We're on the road together a ton. We spend ungodly numbers of hours together. Um, We rely on each other and we, we eat together. We share love. We share heartbreak. So we've always been a bit of a a oddball family, a good oddball family. And so I I think the first thing in, in navigating through this, trying to lead through this is to not lose that sense of sensibility and to first and foremost, let everybody know that while the business is important, people are more important. But then you have to move a little bit past that and and into the reality that this is everybody's livelihood. And so while we can communicate that the business comes secondary to the human side of things, they're they're entangled together. So then as, as we together have focused on what it means to fight for this, I think the the biggest thing that we do is we try to communicate regularly, honestly, and try to maintain a layer of stability and consistency. We're all going through so much through the news cycle day to day emotionally. So we've tried to keep, we we used to always have every morning a production meeting. We've kept our morning production meetings um, so that we can stay in tune. And we've kept communications very open and, and very honest about the day-to-day. We've tried very hard to keep everybody um, in the loop and be honest about our own fears, (laughs) you know, and and be honest on the days that we're struggling about the things that we're struggling about and not necessarily, you know, keep that from, from the team while still trying to stay positive. We certainly have to lead by example in that way and not be victims to this situation. And so, um, trying to find that balance I think the other side of that is also giving space and not inundating, you know, and again, another fine balance. And in the beginning of this, there were a few weeks that we just said, you know, hey, you, you know what, on Friday, we're, we're going to take off and let's just have a long weekend. And even myself and my husband, who is the co-owner and of Zoe, so we're in the trenches sort of 24 hours a day together. We found so much 
solace and so much rejuvenation in the times that we were taking a good chunk off and, and just putting it aside. And so we came back to the table and said, you know, we know that this is valuable. We feel this is valuable and we, we want to give that to everybody. And so we've tried to, as much as possible, take as many three-day weekends as we can, you know, so the momentum keeps on going, but that we're we're balancing with that space for everybody to process whatever it is that they're going through uh, emotionally with their families. What else have you been doing just to take care of yourself and, you know, lead yourself during this period? I really do try to batch my time as much as possible into moments of peace and moments of pushing. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's not always days. It's not always saying these days we're going to work and these, these days we're going to have off. I try very hard to sometimes just take hours at a time and say this hour I'm going to make cookies with my daughter. And whereas the to-do list, you know, keeps growing and the type A part of me says, no, 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 no. If you have time, you need to, you know, put it towards productivity. But the truth is the productivity doesn't come if we are we're burnt out. And then actually, honestly, I used to hate to ride my bike. I used, I just hated, bicy- I shouldn't say I hated bicycles, but I was never fond of riding a bicycle. My husband got me out on bikes with he and my daughter and I, and we've been taking bike rides. I, previous to, to now, to this pandemic time, had never felt the the sort of pure joy of the wind in your face, <laughs> you know, you hear about it. That's been pretty transformative, actually, for me to, to just spend some of that time in the fresh air and, and getting that physical activity. I never did it before. We never made time for anything like that before. So that's been a silver lining. Now, granted, you know, we're recording this at the beginning of June. Things are starting to loosen up in a lot of places, but the ramifications for a lot of companies, especially ones like yours, are still going to be there for a very, very, very long time. And you're going to have to rely on those self-care mechanisms. It's, it's not going to end tomorrow, right? Truly. Yeah, truly. And it is, it is a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, I do think that there was a time early on in this where we thought this was a blip. <laughs> and the, the pure longevity that has forced us all to sustain in an uncomfortable place for such a long time, it, it is valuable. <laughs> it really is. And I've always been very proud of our team because we put up with pretty massive levels of, of stress. We were always able, I think, to do that because there was an end point, you know, so we could, we could push through the stress, we could maintain, um, we, we could throw that energy out it because we knew an event happens in a time and space and then it's going to be done. The sun will come up on the next day, you know, and we'll move on to the next project. And, and so I think that our team is actually quite well equipped to deal with a stressful situation like this is in general, but an additional part of the challenge truly has been is that we don't know what that light at the end of the tunnel looks like. We don't know what we're pushing towards. And so the energy to just keep on paddling, to just keep swimming, it comes more, you know, it's more difficult to find that. So yes, you're right. You know, just the, the balance, really learning what balance means is it's incredibly valuable right now. And already we've formed habits that, that will last for us into the future. When you think about your team and this 
incredible change in how they work from, you know, these really high intensity, high stress situations where there's, a, you know, probably a, a, an incredible sense of accomplishment getting through that, right? You know, and, and also being so used to being in person, being engaged, that family dynamic. What have they been doing and, and what have you been supporting them in to keep themselves engaged and connected as a team without this same focus and the same, you know, interpersonal engagement opportunities? I think those daily production meetings that we talked about has really helped. I mean, just seeing each other's faces and it's certainly not the same. You know, we, like everybody, have you know the Zoom fatigue. We miss hugging each other, but we still laugh together. Still have cried a bit together, you know, and we talk about each other's families, our dogs, <laughs> you know, our, our kids. We just stay engaged with each other's lives that are outside of work as well um, in those conversations. And actually, the meetings go on quite a bit longer um, because the first chunk of it is even on a, even if we're still talking day to day, it's just catching up and it's just being us together before we dive into work most of the time or, you know, talking about what news is making our heads shake. So I think that has been crucial, but I won't lie. I mean, certainly it isn't, it isn't the same. And we, we do miss the dynamic that we have, that we had. As you said, the world's starting to open back up and we're starting to build our protocols and practices of when we do start to gather, what is that going to look like? And you know, it, it feels so wrong to, to have to put on paper to keep everybody six feet apart because, um, <laughs> you know, we're huggers. But that's, it, we're together regardless of our distance. And I know that's been a message that has re- reverberated across families, friends, businesses, you know, no matter how far apart we are, we are still together. So be- believing that is important, you know, living living that is important. And I am um, curious to see what the dynamic looks like when we all come back and we're shouting at each other across the room. I, I am, I'm genuinely curious to see what that looks like. It sounds like you have a really strong, like you've said, close-knit team, sense of family, and that's credit to you and your husband for the team that you've built. So what have you learned about yourself as a leader and a business owner during this time? I think that I've learned a lot of my own limitations and I, and I'm sure that most people have, whether they want to admit that or not, in order to be in the world that we are, there is a level of type a (laughs) that you sort of have to accept about yourself and inherently we're planners. And so the complete and utter inability to plan anything at this point has many moments shaken me to my core (laughs) and really learning um, about how to step back. And, you know, acceptance is a funny word. I think that acceptance to say, well, I just accept that. Sometimes to a type A person, accepting that you can't be in control then feels like a weakness because you can't then accomplish what you want to accomplish. But I think the acceptance that you can't control and therefore you can't make every decision but that you can look right, you know, what is right in front of you and shape that 
that level of acceptance. And also, I mean, truly just the taking a deep breath and, and going, I gotta, I gotta be done today. <laughs> you know, there's very few times in the past that I ever let myself just stop and say, you know what, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done for today. And it's not, that's not permanent and that that's not a, a negative reflection and that's not going to cripple our team. It just, it just means that exactly what that is. I'm done today. Um, and that tomorrow we can pick it back up or the next day. Um, so I, I have really learned to, to sort of think more in the immediate and in the present and also just to be vulnerable, you know, and, and that it's always been the sentimentality that you, you do need to be strong. And especially when you are directing a, a team you know, on a day-to-day basis, whether it be directing from a task-based standpoint and, hey, we're going to do A, B, C, D, E today, or from a, um, just the compass as a whole, you know, the company's values and, you know, or behaviors, you know, there's a pressure to sort of be on top of your game to always be setting the best example in that way. And I, I think I was always very hesitant in the past to show any level of um, of my cracks, just allowing some of that in and and recognizing that it's a you know it's it's actually really positive to communicate and express some of that fear and 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 some of the struggles so that as the same way you lead by example to to ch- charge forward and be positive that our team can understand that that struggle is okay for them as well. We're all dealing with it in so many ways. Understanding that there will be something good is helpful, has helped me quite a bit. There will be something good. I think that's very a very important message to take from this. I think it's an important message for leaders to share with their teams. And what you were talking about, about being vulnerable with people, that was a lesson I learned a number of years ago in my career about the value of being vulnerable, obviously in an appropriate way, right? But just saying, yeah, this is hard. It kind of sucks. And here's the things that I'm worried about and I'm scared and it's okay to be scared to give people permission. It's so silly because we, we shouldn't need to be granted permission to feel things yet. I think it, you know, we get to this point where we try and be so stoic and we try to be so professional and we need someone, even though we shouldn't, we need someone to grant us permission to feel what we're feeling. And a lot of times that can happen by a leader being vulnerable, which gives implicit permission to other people to feel what they're feeling and be vulnerable themselves. And it's a lot, it is a lot more productive and in a, a, I don't want to say easier, but when you are trying to get yourself refocused so that you can be creative, so that you can come up with new ideas, so that you can focus on what needs to get done it's a lot easier to do that when you have acknowledged what you're feeling and work to move yourself through that and process it than when you're just trying to push it down. Truly. It takes, it takes more energy to cover it up. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It does. Yes, yeah. And it takes, it takes just some time and experience to, to learn that, but, but yeah, and it's wasted energy at that point as well. Um, and so you, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Just sort of passing through it together with everybody in your life too. I found myself even, you know, on the, the people who I would have been quote unquote, the, the most professional too, you know, is our clients. And we've found some really unique 
inroads and relationship um, enhancements, I guess is the way to put it, but just, you know, deeper relationships that we have with even our clients who were admitting some of that vulnerability to and you know as we as we navigate this together with them and and we don't have all the answers for them and we are you know we are nervous about where we are going to be where they're going to be that glass has shattered because they are as i said the people who i would normally be a complete professional face for and i i am finding that the more honest we are i i think that that's it's endearing us to them and, and vice versa. And I think it will build on those client relationships even more so in the, in the future. I mean, it truly is, the, you know, the sentiment we're all in this together. It rings true if you let it. Well, I'm going to go back to what we were just talking about a moment ago. And I think is something that we have to keep in mind is that something good will come from this. And I'm excited to you know keep in touch with you and hear how things are going for you guys because this is just such a, a challenging experience and you are navigating it with grace and that will come back to you in a positive way and positive energy tenfold. I have every belief in that. We just don't know what that looks like right now. <laughs> Certainly. Well, thank you. I'm I'm honored and um, appreciative, and I will definitely keep in touch. I think the core of the reason we love what we do so much is because it is a beautiful part of life to gather for whatever whatever reason you're gathering, personal, for a company, even you know concert, what, whatever that looks like for you. And I, I know that we as a society will get back to that as people take that that core of who they are and bring it to the forefront again. And um, that's a joy in what we do normal, you know, on a, on a regular basis. And I think it is just going to be so extra joyful to, to see it come back to life again. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And best of luck to you and to Zoe Productions. Thanks, Cynthia. That wraps up this episode of This Is How We Lead, Conversations with Legacy Leaders. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn about the work I do with organizations and leaders to achieve legendary business results and establish a positive leadership legacy, please head to my website at 110westgroup.com. That's 110westgroup.com. And if you know of a fantastic legacy leader who I should have on this podcast, use the contact me page on my website and drop me a note. Thank you again and be well.